playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. to a new episode of Radical Latino Show My People. It's your host, the Radical Latino, a.k.a. number 25 on all Latin podcasts, a.k.a. Mr. Unsuable for the 13th week running. What is going on, mi gente? What is hopping? My God, it's been a very interesting, long, and hectic, hectic week. You know what I'm saying? We got, um... We got a lot of things to discuss. This might be a long episode. Who knows? It might be long. It might be short. I have no idea. But what I do know that we're here now and we're here to rock it out. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, want to give you guys a couple of updates. You know how I always do. Want to give you guys a couple of updates. I don't know if you guys have. Um, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the new uh, Apple updates or whatever the case is, you know, their new keynotes and stuff. But, but since I'm a little somewhat of a tech head, you know what I mean? I actually keep up with some of these things and I've been literally glued, glued to their new uh, MacBook Pros, MacBook Airs, M1 silicon chips. For, For anybody who doesn't know, what I'm talking about is basically Apple said that within two years time, they're going to be taking away and moving away from Intel processors to their own designated ARM processor chips. And the reason why I say ARM is because ARM is the um, component that they're going to be using their, uh, you know, you know, chips from, you know what I'm saying? That they're, they're new, you know, uh, software or whatever the case is component. That's, that's what it's called. It's called arm. You know, um, these chips already have been in full display on the iPhone, the iPads and stuff like that. And everybody's been saying that, um, you know, uh, Apple needs to step up their game because all their products pretty much surpass you know these uh commercial products um basically they it, it surpasses them through you know with benchmark tests and all this other stuff and when are they gonna actually step it up and arm was always a company that basically just focused on mobile computing mobile chips you know their first um arm chip that apple actually you know started messing with was the arm chip in the ipod you know what i'm saying so from there they got a uh not only a licensing agreement but later on they actually i think apple required a um a background uh type of uh agreement where they actually find out how they actually do this to the point where they started making their own chips now based on the arm art um uh architecture you know what i'm saying so apple is actually this is Apple's actually, you know, doing everything in-house now, you know, um, with their processors and 
everything. You know what I mean? Which is a good and bad thing if you actually kind of see it. Because if we really want to, you know, go the whole route of, you know, do it yourself and, you know, right to repair, this might be something bad, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm looking at all the reviews and so far, so far, the M1 chip from the base model to the most um, maxed out model you could probably get. Um, they all pretty much are blowing any uh, computer laptop out the water with their numbers. You know what I'm saying? Um, with their with their performance, with their power management and everything. So it kind of, I've been kind of glued and I've been kind of like paying attention to it. So I'm like, I don't know, should I get a laptop? Mind you, I just got a computer, you know? So I was kind of like, yo, should I get a laptop now? Should I get a laptop? So I don't, I kind of, uh, I don't know. I need to just either, should I chill or should I not? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know, but I just want, I just been, you know, kind of like, laptop crazy for the past couple of you know days or weeks or whatever the case is anyway so moving on to something else have you guys seen my kim video my kim one two three video i did a parody on kim a couple of <laughs> a couple of days ago and a lot of people ended up enjoying it i got a, got a lot of good feedback um a lot of people uh, you know, at first I got some of his haters, you know what I'm saying? I got some of his haters coming at me, thumbing the video down and all this other stuff. I, I, it was a tongue, tongue in cheek type of thing. You know what I mean? It was a tongue in cheek type of, uh, type of thing that I wanted to, you know, give to the, to the, to the people and stuff like that. It, it was, it was something, you know, something funny, you know what I'm saying? And the reason I did it is because let's keep it real. Kim has been out there talking shit about me, putting lies in, uh, on my name and all this other bullshit. So I said, you know what? Let me just, um, let me come at him, but I'm going to come at him in a comedic type of way because I don't take Kim seriously. Let's be honest. Let's be hundred percent honest. Kim, it's not somebody serious. You need to take, you really need to take serious. Let's keep it real. He's not. He's not anybody you need to take serious. He's not a fucking threat. He's not nowhere, you know, in, he's not a person that's fucking super metaphysical and super high up there where you like, oh shit, I really got to find out what Kim has to say. Come on, man. He's been talking about BBC for the past 10 years. What the fuck? What else does he bring to the table? Okay, grant you, I'm new on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? New on podcasting and shit. And I've been talking about white supremacy for two years. He got me beat though. You know what I'm saying? But at least I'm talking about something that actually affects all of us. You know what I'm saying? Something that actually, um, I'm bringing something to the table and I'm also bringing solutions, which is unity. That's one of my solutions. Hey, let's hook up with black folks. Let's stop this dumb shit. Let's hook up with black folks. Kim doesn't like that. Kim is against that. Kim doesn't see, sees that as a proper solution. You know what I'm saying? Because he has an issue with black folks. Let's keep it real. That's what he does. He has an issue with black folks. And you, you got to read through between the line as much as you want. It's all good. But that's what it is. He got an issue with black folks. So what a better way for me to come at him 
you know, come come at him from all the shit that he was talking about me, all the shit that he was talking about. Um, apparently, I'm using his talking points. Talking points. When have I ever gotten at Mr. BBC? Never. Y'all can't point that one video that I've gotten at Mr. BBC. You know what I'm saying? Talking points. What talking points are you talking about, Kim? What talking points about black men traveling? What talking points are you talking about? What are you talking about? You're somebody that's a fucking loser that can't get women. So what talking points are you talking about? Because you're not out here talking about white supremacy here, white supremacy here, there, and solutions that can help us out as a collective. You're talking about Latin people not being Latin, being American, and you y'all need to stop crying about it. That's what you're talking about. So what talking points are you talking about, Cam? Huh? What are you talking about? It seems that Kim, and it, it, it's, it's, it's very obvious. Kim likes to, he, he is, he likes to complain a lot, like a fucking kid. Kim likes to complain a lot and puts his complaints on the internet and basically for validation, because you know what? He's not getting validation at home. They think he's a fucking loser. They literally moved him from the house to the garage. Kim lives in the garage, my people. And this is not shade or a lie or a stab at him. I'm dead fucking serious. Kim lives in the fucking garage next to the doghouse. If anybody ever listens to Kim's videos, do you guys not hear a dog in the background with his chain moving around and shit? He's next. He lives next to the doghouse. His family doesn't even see him as an ad set because if they did, they would have let him run the fucking company, but they don't, they, they don't trust him with that shit. You know what I'm saying? They barely trust him with that shit. So Kim is a person that has, he's a very sad individual and, I, and I'm actually, I feel pe a, a pity for him. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I don't go to go at him. I go at him comedically. I go at him on some funny shit. And guess what? I'm going to do a part two to that skit, to that parody of Kim. And a lot of people were asking me, Hey, this shit was hilarious. What made you come up with, you know, the whole style of cartoon, you know, the whole style like Looney Tunes, because he's a fucking cat. He's a fucking cartoon. Kim in real fucking life. He's a cartoon character. Who in their fucking right mind, who in their right mind focuses on BBC? Who, unless you got a hidden agenda, Kim, and there's been a lot. I, I don't know this for sure because again, whenever me and him did talk, it was about some um, other shit. I was trying to get him whenever we did talk, I was trying to get him to see other points of views, but some people are saying that Kim might be gay. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being gay, but it seems like he's hiding his, his homosexuality with, uh, with this BBC talk. You know what I'm saying? Because let's keep it real, dude. 
nobody in their right fucking mind focuses on another man traveling. No one. Literally, literally, Kim is the only one. Let's keep it real. Kim is the only one. And if you want to say Arpanaka is another one, you could say that. It's funny because a lot of people who focuses on other men that they're doing their thing or whatever. If they're fucking up, whatever. It is what it is. But men focusing on other men. That's what I want to talk about right now. Men focusing on other men. It's funny how there's always something wrong with them. Arpanaka can't have kids. He's... He's fertile. He's fertile. He can't have kids. So there's a lack of manhood there. Kim, he his family disowned him pretty much. He's a loser. He can't talk to women. Yeah, if and if y'all go to that skit, y'all will see exactly what I'm talking about. He can't talk to women. There's a part of the skit that I show of him trying to actually talk to a woman trying to make a joke and mind you men's ability to make women laugh that's a plus you know what i'm saying that's a plus if we could make a woman laugh women will kind of gravitate towards us you know what i'm saying some men that lack game they go that route and that actually works out if you lack game but you have a personality and you can make women laugh? Fuck game, shit. I'll make you laugh or I'll make you chuckle all day. I could care less, you know what I'm saying? I'm making yuck, yuck, yuck all fucking day. Best believe you'll you'll be around me, you know what I'm saying? Because you're always, you're always giving them a positive reinforcement, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. Kim, doesn't know how to talk to women. He will ask me for advice to talk to women. You know what I'm saying? So when you got when you guys, you know, see of all the men who are obsessed at other men doing their thing, even if they're fucking up or they're or they're basically, you know, messing up their own life because some let's keep it real, some of these dudes that travel, they be on some fuck shit, but other men that focus on other men that's a yo they they are they, they're losers just like the men that they're focusing on you know what i'm saying actually they're worse they're worse off you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know what i mean so if anybody's seen that video of me you know you know that little skit of kim me that i did a kim and shit uh go go check it out you know i know it's really funny everybody is loving the um the ringtones um everybody's loving the 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 poor the porn um the porn uh a skit <laughs> everybody's loving the the one with with his mom the part where his mom comes into the room and shit you know so people are really <laughs> people are really liking it you know people are really liking it you know what i mean and um kim is out here you know doing secret uh secret live streams and shit and deleting them like a little bitch like always you know what i mean so it is what it is folks it is what it is folks <laughs> um now i'm gonna read um 
last week's uh, comments. Now, last week's episode <laughs> was episode 117. It was titled, How Latin and Black People Invented Hip Hop. Now, before I read the comments, let me just say real quick, if you're a bigot, if you're a person that's non-white and disagrees with me, that's okay. You can disagree with me. But when you go out not only disagreeing with me, but disrespected me and my people, yeah, we're going to have an issue. I'm going to come at you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to come at you. You know what I mean? So with that in mind, I just want to, I just want to say that because I'm not going to allow anyone white or black. It doesn't really matter. Or even Latin. I am not going to allow anyone to disrespect me and my folks. I'm gonna keep it real. I'm not. If you come at me on some dumb shit, that's cool. But you come at me disrespecting me and then adding me into the whole, you know, lumpness of Latin people. Yeah, this and all that other stuff. Yeah, we're going to have a problem. You're going to hear my mouth. And I don't think you're going to like what I'm going to say. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't have to go racial and shit. I don't have to do that. I could just literally point out other shit that has nothing to do with it. But going back to the same point that you're trying to point out and guess what? We're both going to get mad either way and nothing's going to get solved. You know why? Because pointing out other people's dysfunction doesn't solve or mean a goddamn thing. You point out our dysfunction. I point out your dysfunction. That doesn't mean I got that. What we get out of that? Nothing. We don't get shit out of that, but don't come in trying to point out our dysfunction as like you're trying to prove a point like y'all shit ain't fucked up. Same way with Latin folks. Don't go out pointing out other people's dysfunction, not knowing that y'all shit is fucked up. You know what I'm saying? That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. And the thing is, don't be mad at history. This is some historical shit. If y'all got some pre, um, you know, issues, pre, um, notions of Latin people that's negative, that's on y'all. Keep that shit on some other shit. This is about healing and empowerment. I don't got time to worry. I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a psychologist. I don't got time to worry about other shit that has nothing to do with me. You feel what I'm saying? So when I'm talking about history and something that my people did that actually in combination with black folks that helped out, don't get mad. Don't get mad because this is documented. You know what I'm saying? It's a Google search away. It's a Google search away, but no, you want to go and perpetuate that same BS of anti-Latin this and anti-Latin that and all that's cool. Do that shit somewhere else. Don't do that shit here. You know what I'm saying? That's all I got to say. Don't do that shit here because this is about some other shit. You know what I mean? And on top of that, these are the people I don't want to unite with. Ignor ignorant motherfuckers. I just comes like, nah, that ain't true. Nah, what are you talking about? That never happened. I don't need a, I don't need a unite with y'all. 
Nah, we don't need y'all. We don't even need y'all around the conversation or the mix. I'm good. Let my folks who's on, on the same page unite with y'all folks who was on the same page. That's it. Simple. I don't need ignorant people from my community and I don't need ignorant people from y'all community. It's easy. We could unite and do our thing and build on our own. You know what I'm saying? And we could do shit that's beautiful and magical, like hip hop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That that right there is, is proof of black and Latin people coming together and making something beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And making something beautiful. So with that, with that out the way, you know what I'm saying? Let's read some comments. <laughs> Let's read some comments. So Ramon says Hispanics, particularly Puerto Ricans in the Bronx were part of hip hop culture at the very beginning when it was just culture and it wasn't profitable yet. I'm an Islander and I even know that, but we were pushed out and forgotten in the culture sometime in the 1980s. That's why today any involvement by us in hip hop is called being a culture vulture by some, by the same folks um, cr that crowned Eminem the king of rap, which is a hundred percent true. The thing is us Latin people, we, we've with the combination of the media, we've um, been edged out and forgotten that we were actually a part of hip hop. We were part of the creation of hip hop. And that's the absolute truth. Hate it or love it doesn't really matter. It's the absolute truth. Because if we weren't the creation of hip hop and we, and we didn't do or involved ourselves into it, into it, it'll probably take, will take a little bit longer to, to, to move on up. But let's just think about, let's just, let's just think about the demographic of the Bronx of the South Bronx, where it got created black and Latin people. So of course we were part of it. Come on. It's dumb to even think so we weren't, you know what I'm saying? Chocolate kiss says that part radical Eva was being very divisive and got called out rightfully. So rightfully so Lord knows if she were a Latino man downplaying black males contribution, they will be tearing up these YouTube streets. This whole video was great. Ch shout out to chocolate kisses. And that's absolutely right. Um, you know, she called uh, Ava got called out rightfully. So, but surprisingly, I seen an interview with Ava and another Puerto Rican activist, um, Rosa, I, I forgot her last name, Rosa. I actually put it in my community page. Um, it was very, very enlightful. And she basically clarified a little bit more. And she's actually Ava. Ava is actually pretty, pretty, uh, pretty woke. And I understand where she was coming from, but she misspoke. I'm not going to say that she was racist and I'm not going to take my comments back, but I am going to modify my comments and I'm going to say that she misspoke. She misspoke and she came out of pocket and she was called out rightfully. So, you know, that's all I'm going to say. Um, Johnny Mills says Lord Jamar from brand Nubian even said white people are a guest in hip hop 
which I had to agree with him. And Latinos were involved in hip hop. And this is from Lord Jamar, you know, who is high, um, highly respected. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep it real. Chocolate Kisses again says, Hispanics and blacks dance the best for a reason. Yes, Latin and blacks invented hip hop. Shout out to, shout out to Chocolate Kisses. Um, let me see, let me see. Uh, Marcel says, Lord Jamar said in a recent interview, the first hip hop artists and break dancers were black and Boricua. There you go. There you go. Um, somebody else says, Big Pun could rap his ass off. <laughs> there you go. You know what I'm saying? Shout out, shout out to all of y'all. You know, you do got, I do got some trolls here and shit, but we're not gonna, we're not gonna look at the trolls. You know what I mean? We're not gonna look at the trolls. Now, um, moving on to something, you know, moving on to something, uh, else you know that we actually do need to talk like a, a familia you know um burr martinez um during the the weekend unfortunately burr martinez was and her husband were attacked by her uh brother-in-law um i don't know what happened that led up to that it doesn't really matter but Burr Martinez and her husband got attacked by Burr Martinez's uh, brother-in-law. Um, her husband and Burr got stabbed up a couple of times. Burr Martinez got it the worst. Um, and the update to that is that Burr Martinez um, woke up. She is now awake. She is conscious. She's good. And the initial thoughts is that she will be stayed. She's a quadriplegic staying in the wheelchair, but um, her husband and her family confirmed that she's able to move her toes a little bit, but which is a good thing. That means that she's able to, you know, there wasn't no uh, spinal cord, uh, um, you know, thick damage or anything like that, you know, because she did get stabbed up in her back and her neck. So, you know, so that's a good thing right there. So uh, let's all pray for Bird Martinez. If you want to support, the link will be down below um, for the GoFundMe. I already donated, and this uh, this weekend I'm gonna donate again. You know, the more we donate, the more help we give that family, the better off they'll be because. This is uh, a situation that was um, unforeseen. This is not something that should have happened to anybody. You know what I'm saying? This is not something that should have happened to anybody. And people, her fans, even me, um, I'm, I'm one of her fans, Bird Gang, hashtag Bird Gang, you know, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even myself, I am feeling some type of way about it. I'm heartbroken when I found out the news. Um, I was in complete shock and I am happy to know that she is doing, she's recovering very well and her husband is recovering well and the kids are fine and the family is fine. Um, one little issue though, um, one little issue though, I'm not 
again, this part is for healing. And um, again, GoFundMe down below, link down below. Um, if this isn't the podcast app, go to the details, click the link. One little issue though. There was a interview in Telemundo um, that Burr Martinez's mother-in-law um, did. She did an interview in Telemundo, which I found very, very disrespectful and funny style. And also, Burr Martinez spoke about this, and it's kind of fucking weird. She spoke about this in one of her YouTube episodes, Cooking with Burr Martinez. She spoke about this incident, and she even said that her mother-in-law pretended like she didn't see anything. Which, again, made me fucking mad and I'm not going to go at nobody at all. I'm not going to, I'm going to hold my comments to myself because I shouldn't be saying anything. It's not my family and more power to them. All I'm going to say is what is it with our people's parents who still cape for the fuckery of our kids or our friends or our family members? What is going on? We literally will have smoke and we will literally say whatever or have all that energy for anybody else's kids, families, or friends. We will go on Instagram, call people out and all that other shit. But what is it when it comes to our own people, when we have kids, family, friends, or whatever, and we cape for them? What is going on? All I'm going to say is I don't respect nobody that goes and has a blind eye, you know, and turns the other cheek when our own blood friends or family members is doing some fuckery. I don't respect people like that. And that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. And I found that very disrespectful. That's all I'm going to say. And that's all I'm going to say on the matter because I don't want to feel like I'm trying to eat off her name. You know, mind you, I did an interview with her when she started popping off and I was very new on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I did an interview, you know, I interviewed her and, you know, me and her became cool. You know, I'm not saying close. Me and her became cool and me and her would talk here and there. You know, not not every day. No, no, no. Like here and there once in a while. You know what I'm saying? She would leave a comment here and all this other stuff. Shout out to Bird, but that right there I found very disrespectful. And as a people, mi gente, we have to check our own selves. We have to check our own selves and we have to check our own people who turn a blind eye on fuckery. We have to do that. You know why? Because when we don't pull our own coat, people around us will get fucked over in the aftermath. We need to stop. We definitely need to stop. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I'm going to say on the matter. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway, moving on to the next topic. Dave Chappelle. Holy shit. Dave Chappelle's getting canceled. No. Oh my God. Dave Chappelle getting canceled. I cannot believe it. No. Why? Why Dave Chappelle? So apparently Dave Chappelle said that he wants you to cancel him and you're like what 
We, he wants us to cancel him. Now, let me explain. Um, he when, Before he went to SNL and did his monologue in SNL, he found out that um, he found out that Netflix is now going to start streaming the, uh, the Dave Chappelle show, his show, you know, he's going to start streaming. It's going to start streaming on Netflix. And he felt some type of way. He felt some type of way. And he did a stand up that he put on, um, on Instagram talking about unforgiven. Right. And he basically said that when he was starting off, you know, people, you know, in this industry will fuck him over. One of those people was comedy central comedy central fucked them over with a contract. And basically that contract was basically, Hey, you know, um, if your show goes off or whatever the case is, we have your name and your likeness and we're going to use it, use it to perpetuity. If anybody knows what perpetuity means, that means forever. Perpetuity means forever. I understand these legal terms. Some people don't understand what it means. That's why they hire lawyers to actually go buy the fine prints and figure out and let you know what they mean. But let me let you know, perpetuity means forever. Okay. For some of these people that might go into the entertainment business or whatever the case is and run into that word, perpetuity means forever. All right. So, so, and, and also again, if anybody's going to go and sign a contract, please take it from somebody like me. Okay. I've, I've been through all of this bullshit already. Get a lawyer, get yourself a lawyer that actually knows what the fuck they're talking about. And guess what? Get yourself another lawyer to get a second opinion. Okay. Always get yourself professionals in that field and always get a second opinion. Okay. Always don't ever forget that. All right. Anyway, let's move on. So Dave Chappelle basically signed a fucked up contract with, um, with, uh, comedy central for his TV show. And basically he's not getting paid residuals or I'm sorry, not residuals. Well, residuals, you could use the word residuals. He's not getting paid royalties because of the fucked up contract he signed. And that, that makes it legal because of the contract he signed, but that does not make it right. And that was his whole point of a standard that he put on Instagram. But guess what? He called up Netflix and Netflix basically said, okay, cool. We got you. Not a problem. We'll take the Chappelle show out of our streaming service and good for Netflix. But guess what? History of being uh, a Chappelle show, his Chappelle show streaming thing is on HBO Max. And in his special, he even said HBO Max basically told him when he was pitching them the show, what do we need you for? And it's kind of funny how now they need him for their streaming service, HBO max. And mind you, HBO max was a shit show from the beginning when they were trying to start up. Let's be real. 
Let's be real. You know what I'm saying? Let's be real. Now, because um, now Chappelle wants him to get canceled and everybody to basically cancel the Chappelle show, you know, from all these other people until he gets paid, which is a good, good thing. But this is a lesson learned for anybody who's a creator, anybody in the podcasting business anybody that's gonna be that's on youtube is gonna get a show or whatever the case is listen to what i'm saying don't ever go into a deal hungry i've said that before and i'm gonna say it again don't ever go into a deal hungry okay money cuts the bullshit now, what do I mean by that? Don't ever go into a deal or a meeting desperate and signing the first paper you see. Hell no. Don't worry about it. You're not going to be one of those people from behind the music 30 years from now saying, well, I should have got that deal. No, don't worry about it. They will try to scare you and say, well, this is the best that you can get. No, 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 no always ask what you want in the shit and always keep ownership if a company and multiple companies are trying to keep your ownership and tell you that's not important that's bullshit it is nowadays nowadays you could get popping on your own you don't need these people what you can do is you can license Listen to the word I'm using. License. Listen to the words I'm using. License. Meaning you could rent your likeness, your material. You could rent your, your persona. You could rent your name out. Meaning that is for a limited time. License for a limited time. That means they got to keep on continuously paying you. For whatever deal you already put on the table because it's a licensing deal let's look at joe rogan and mind you white people get fucked over in these contracts too let's keep it real let's look at joe rogan he got a licensing deal for spotify licensing deal keyword that means he's they're renting his name you know what i'm saying they're renting his name. So whatever little bullshit that they want to pull with the employees, I don't give a fuck. I hate the fact that he got Alex Jones up there. Suck my dick. Licensing deal. That means they're going to keep on paying me until our shit is done. I still own my shit. You can't cut my shit off. You can't tell me what to do. Licensing deal in your head. See it as renting. They're renting you. They're paying. You're, you're renting out. What you're good for, white people are gravitating towards you. Look at Logan Paul. Look at Logan Paul and um, his brother, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Josh Paul, some, I don't know, the Paul brothers. Um, one of them went to Disney and we all know what Disney's all about. They're like, they're the biggest media company out here. They like to rape motherfuckers. Jake, there you go, Jake Paul, Jake Paul, Jake Paul. Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Jake went to Disney Channel. You know what I'm saying? Because he got famous off of YouTube. 
guess what? He had a whatever type of contract he had for a limited time. And you always go back to the table and re renegotiate. That they didn't own Jake Paul. They didn't own nothing from YouTube or none of that shit. Which you're just owning me for this period amount of time until my contract is done. And even on the contract, you got to even see when the contract is over, are they still going to own your shit? You know what I'm saying? That's what a, what a 360 deal is called. And you don't want a 360 deal. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep it real. You don't want a 360 deal. But anyway, moving on. So, you know, Jake Paul didn't get fucked over on, on those on those deals when Disney let him go because of his stupid ass antics. You know what I'm saying? They they all right, here you go, get the fuck out of here. He doesn't own money or some shit like that. That's what happens on the record business. In the, in the record industry, people people get owned. Uh, they get their little advance. Advance from what? What does that mean? I got an advance. Yeah, you got a hundred thousand dollars. That means they're giving you the money you're supposed to be making off your album to make the album. Now you owe them a hundred thousand dollars now. Oh shit. Now that you already gave them, you already give, gave them the hundred thousand dollars, but you went on two tours. You have to pay for the tour bus and all this other shit. So now you're going to go into more debt. You know what I'm saying? Do what French Montana did with Diddy. He only signed up to Bad Boy for a distribution contract, meaning I am the rapper. I don't care what I do. You shouldn't care what I do. As long as you distribute my music, I could care less. What a fucking great deal. What a great deal. And mind you, Diddy has history of fucking people over, yo. He has history of fucking people over. Look at the locks. Kim. Look, you know what I'm saying? Junior Mafia. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. So we got to really understand that these people in the entertainment industry, these people are animals. Eat or be eaten. And you got to have a good head on your shoulders and a good team with you. You have to have a great team or you'll end up like Prince. You'll end up like Prince going from a name to a symbol, which he made it work. Shout out to him. But at the end of the day, he didn't need to do all of that. If the contract was fucking right, you know what I'm saying? He didn't need to do all that. If the contract was right. If you take anything away from me, at least take this one thing. Don't go into a contract meeting hungry, meaning desperate. And money cuts the bullshit. Ask for more of what you're worth. Let's see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Pay for your two lawyers. Don't worry about where the fuck you're getting the money from. Worry about that shit later. You'll recoup that shit in a minute. You're a star, right? Or you're an upcoming star, right? Pay for the two lawyers and see what the fuck happens. See what if they're both telling you the same thing. All right, cool. If one is telling you something and then the other one is telling you something different and something real, drop the one that doesn't give a fuck about you and, uh, and keep the one that's telling you something real. You know what I'm saying? Money cuts the bullshit with anything, with anything. You know what I'm saying? 
if y'all just take anything out of that, I hope you guys take that. You know what I'm saying, but anyway, moving on to my, you know, uh, main topic, moving on to my main topic, ah, exploring toxic femininity. Ooh, damn radical. Why we're talking about that? Why we talking about toxic femininity? There's no such thing as toxic femininity. Ah, you're wrong. Um, okay. The reason why I want to talk about this, which is almost started to become any reason why is because of Xtina. Shout out to Xtina. Um, if you're not subscribed, mind you, I got a lot more followers on my podcast than I do on YouTube. I have no idea why I think, um, a lot more people like the audio version. On my podcast, I lit, I lit all come all combined on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitch, all of that shit combined. I'm close to 3000 followers for my podcast. I'm YouTube. I'm close to only 2000 followers. Come on guys. But anyway, shout out to Xtina. If you're not subscribed to her, please go do so. Xt Viva Xtina or her, her other youtube t page xena wears blonde wigs uh you know go go subscribe, <laughs> go subscribe to her um she, she she's my sister yo shout out to her yo oh um, she's cool people but um anyway the the reason why i'm talking about this is because we she had a live last week um pretty much last friday or oh, the friday just passed Pretty much, um, it was basically exploring, you know, uh, you know, the gay agenda and all this other stuff, right? So I was extremely, extremely curious to be part of that. And part of the conversation was toxic masculinity, right? Um, and one of my favorite people who I actually interviewed, Paola, um, AKA Afro Latinx. Shout out to her. You know, usually I, I agree with her, but I had to, <laughs> I had to disagree when, when, um, she said that there's no such thing as toxic femininity and me and the comments were going in, giving examples on top of examples, on top of examples, on top of examples of toxic femininity. The reason why toxic masculinity is a mainstream thing in toxic femininity is not is because everything is run by the lgbt and feminist movement let's keep it real all these little terms about uh cis this pansexual that um cowboy whatever all of that shit comes from the lgbt community that they're trying to rewrite the you know the the narratives of certain labels, um, which I'm not, I'm not mad at, you know, if you're a, mar a marginalized group, you know, uh, reconditioning the masses to actually call you for what you want to be calling what you're comfortably called. That's cool. Um, you know, but when you start talking, calling straight people now, sis, not just say straight, what the fuck? Like relax. Um, so that in the feminist movement with the me too movement, um, uh, you know, 
holler back sis I, if you guys remember all the way back back in the day with that hashtag um uh, you know other things like um what else like uh uh, uh not holler back sis but um uh, uh toxic femininity uh, no masculinity and stuff like that so with things like this right it's part of the family so these two groups work together and that's the reason why we have certain you know agendas and talking points and certain things like that right i am totally uh against anything that that has to do with targeting a set group of people but letting another group of people totally skate and get caped for you know i'm against all of that if you're a group of people that's for equality um you know uh having the voices of the of the silent and less fortunate be heard but you only do it to a certain group of people and even in that same group of people are doing toxic shit, i'm not rocking with you your group now is a hypocritical group you know what i'm saying um i don't believe that there is such thing as toxic masculinity or toxic femininity i believe that there is toxicity within individuals that's what i believe right and this is a quick disclaimer you know toxicity is the issue with certain individuals regardless of gender all right and also to be completely honest regardless of race also to be completely honest toxicity happens in every class in every racial group in every ethnicity group toxicity happens toxicity exists and certain individuals are toxic you know what i'm saying i'm gonna give you some examples of toxic femininity since we're talking about since the whole thing is toxic masculinity i'm gonna give you some examples of toxic femininity you know mind you again you know this happens in all races but for some reason I gotta i gotta keep it real non-white people get punished a little bit more you know you know what i'm saying um also with the argument about men making more yes men make more but also women can take half your shit under the law does it make it right no does it make it legal yes you know what i'm saying so you know we got both things but this is not measuring who does more or whatever the case is these are examples of toxicity i'm not gonna be here talking about well toxic masculinity is way more prevalent here no 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 no. i'm gonna sh just talk about toxicity all right we should be talking about toxicity not based on gender just based on toxicity on itself because i'm gonna give you some examples of toxic femininity if we're just gonna be focusing on toxic masculinity and hopefully by these examples now we could broaden our focal view and actually see oh there's not just toxic masculinity there's both now i'm gonna take away those labels and just label it as toxicity because both people do it you know what i'm saying now fake rape cases Woo! this is one example of toxic femininity 
fake rape cases. Are all rape cases fake? No, I'm not saying that. Are, are there are fake rape cases? Yes, I am saying that. Are the fake rape cases and real rape cases more or less? I haven't looked into that, but the majority of the things that I found during my research, there's a lot more fake rape cases than there are real cases. Now let's look at the Me Too movement. Me Too movement was cemented on calling out people, men in particular, calling out men and accusing them of sexual assault, rape, and all this other stuff, right? Let's look at one perfect example, Bill Cosby. I've been a very strong vocal component about Bill Cosby being innocent, but I'm not going to talk about Bill Cosby being innocent now. I'm going to talk about certain individuals in the Bill Cosby case. That gives me a great example of fake rape cases. There's there was amongst those 50 women, there was a model actress by the name Janice Dickinson. She came out and admitted that she lied when she was on the stand saying that she got raped and assaulted by Bill Cosby. She only said it to sell a book. That's one example of fake rape cases. Another, um, every example that I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give a personal example of somebody that I know. Somebody that I know that went to college in Buffalo, they said that they were in a college party, right? They were in a college party, having a good time. And there was this one girl being loose, being loose and a little fresh or whatever the case is. A girl, a, 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 one of the, one of the dudes that was there touched her butt. Oh shit. Touched the butt, right? Because she, you know, she was being loose away and she was okay with it. She was okay with it. Um, come to find out the girl had a boyfriend. Oh, oh wow. We couldn't see this one coming, right? The girl had a boyfriend. Boyfriend found out. Boyfriend found out. So to save face, what this girl ended up doing was saying that she got raped by one of the football dudes and all his friends. Basically, they ran a train on her, right? She went and claimed this. Guess what? No rape kit was ever taken. She actually refused and she kept on going with the same story. Her story kept on changing and changing and changing and changing. And even certain people in the campus was like, yeah, that didn't happen. We don't know what the fuck, you know, dude, you know, shorty's talking about. Long story short, homie got kicked out of campus, went to jail with his friends for a good two years going in and out of court. My man had to post bail and all that other shit. Ended up getting the case dropped because of lack of evidence. And on top of that, because her story kept on changing. And on top of that, 
there was video and pictures of that night of him in the party and him leaving the party with his friends the same time that she said that she was getting she was getting ran through now if you don't tell me that's toxic femininity i don't know what is that's one example next example fake assault cases another example of toxic femininity there are some women out here that will literally go out and accuse their significant other or a friend or whatever the case is of assault and they will go straight to jail one example of Kristen, uh, Kristen 27 year old from California was in a relationship with her boyfriend for three years it started getting rocky and he decided to leave her well Kristen couldn't take this and decided to go to the police why would she go to the police for just a breakup oh we're about to get into that she went to the police and showed her showed them one bruise showed them one bruise on her arm and red marks on her neck indicating that she got choked out and she said it was her boyfriend that did it the next two days there was a warrant out for his arrest and he was arrested and wrangled through the jail system in california for five years come to find out shorty was lying this whole whole goddamn time they examined the bruise that she got with the mark there was a mark she basically hit herself so hard that there was a mark left on her arm what mark was this the mark was the part of the hammer that she hit herself with that said made in china <laughs> made in china this is interesting because her boyfriend ended up getting a bunch of lawyers you know to you know go through all of these uh you know investigations and stuff and the red mark on her neck was marks of hands when they ended up examining this and a i think was it an expert like a forensic expert said that this man couldn't have done it because he's 6'2 and his hand circumference is way bigger than those hands that used to choke her what is consistent based on the choking pattern and the handprint is consistent of someone self-inflicting harm amongst themselves then not only that one of her former best friends got to the stand and said that she decided to lie she decided to lie to the cops saying that i'm gonna i'm gonna get him fucked up because he, sh he shouldn't leave me or whatever the case is her one of her friends thought that this was wrong and went to the police mind you went to the police and all this other stuff and this guy still went to court this is an example of toxic femininity 
Now I'm gonna give you a personal story. For every example, I'm gonna give you a personal story. This is like class. I have a friend of mine that was dating this Dominican girl. Oh my God, Dominicans. Can't, can't live with them, can't live without them, right? Um, this Dominican girl, same exact scenario. Dude broke up with her, right? And that's it, it was over. She took her stuff, left, he went to work, right? Everything, whatever, whatever, whatever. A week goes by, warrant out for his arrest. What the fuck? Yeah, Shoei said that you uh, you beat her up. Beat her up? What are you talking about? Yeah, I broke up. You beat her up the next day or some bullshit like that. Cause you know, try to get. I'm like, you know, my my homie's like, what the fuck? So goes to jail. All of that. Spent, spends four days in jail. Gets bailed out. Right. And now he has to go to court. And on top of that, he has a restraining order. Obviously that the court filed, right? Restraining order can be more than hundred feet around shorty or whatever the case is, right? Homie's paranoid. The bitch is crazy, right? He goes to her lawyer, uh, goes to, uh, to, to his lawyer and says, listen, this is a fucking lie. Shorty's crazy. I'm going to show you all these text messages that Shorty used to send me when me and her were together when she thought I was cheating or whatever the case is here, you know, stalking text messages, picture a homie in the train going to work and all this other bullshit. Here you go. Fake rape accusations and shit. They broke up. Um, long story short, he was going in and out of court for five months. The state ends up dropping the case. Why? Lack of evidence, lack of evidence of what? of him beating her up. And the only thing that they had was a small bruise underneath her arm. And this was evidence enough just to lock this dude up. Guess what happened to the girl? Nothing, nothing ended up happening to her because they said, if you want to press charges, now you have to go through the whole thing, hire a lawyer and all this other stuff. Who the fuck wants to go through that? We should, but we don't. So nothing happened to shorty. You know what I'm saying? He ended up proving himself that he was innocent with all these other um, things, text messaging, all this other bullshit. You know, also the time that she even said that he beat her up, he was actually at work and shit. So it didn't even add up. You know what I'm saying? So this is another example of toxic femininity. Another example, fake baby cases, like saying that they're pregnant. There's no news article on this. Actually, there should be, but I didn't even look into that. But there, there's a, uh, there's a few examples in the hood. I'm gonna give you a personal story. <laughs> Happened to one of my homies. He was fucking with this chia. You know what I'm saying? With this, uh, with this, uh, uh, um, you know, choppy choppy, right? Um, and she pretended to be pregnant, saying that that's his baby. This and this and this. He was like, yo, what am I going to do? And she said very calmly, she was mad cool with it. Yo, just give me $300 and I'll take care of it. And shorty came back literally the next day, walking fine. Like that, nothing ever happened. Talking about she got an abortion, right? She ran that game on four of my friends. Ended up finding out when everybody started talking together, ended up finding out shorty was fucking lying. 
No, she wasn't fucking pregnant. The bitch had an IUD. You know what I'm saying? She was just running that game to get money out of dudes. Another example of toxic femininity. Another one. Child support for a baby that's not yours. Really? Do I really need a personal example for this one right here? Do I really need one? I'm going to give you guys one of these news articles, you know, right here in Florida. Um, I don't even want to. <laughs> oh, man. Gutierrez. That's all I'm going to say. Gutierrez. <laughs> um, is accused of not paying $64,000 in child support. Here's the catch. The baby is not even his. Now he's going in and out of court to take his name out of the birth certificate. When he found out that it wasn't even his after he already signed it. I'm saying. And guess what? Shorty's totally fine with the shit. The legal system, they got her. They fucking him over. You know what I'm saying? Now, again, do I really need a personal example for this shit? Do I really need a personal example? We all know that story. We all know that story. But anyway, let's keep it going. This one is a doozy. Alimony for a woman getting alimony after they get divorced. But the reason why they're getting divorced is because she cheated, but yet she still gets alimony. That is toxic femininity. Now for all, for those who don't know what alimony is, alimony is a man paying a woman, basically a monthly payment, it's like child support, but marriage support, whatever. Um, <laughs> Paying a woman every month after you guys get divorced. That's what alimony is. Usually when the man cheats, they get a divorce, he has to pay alimony. If a woman cheats, he doesn't have to pay anything. She doesn't even take half in most cases. She doesn't even have to take half. Now there are certain states that don't even matter. They don't even care. Okay. They don't even care. Massachusetts is one of those states in Massachusetts. There was this couple when he found out that she, not his wife of 13 years, not only cheated on him with his best friend, but cheated on him with the mailman and the dude in the supermarket filed for divorce. Mind you, she cheated filed for divorce. And guess what? Because of her lifestyle, her lifestyle. Now he has to pay alimony, move out of the house and live in a one bedroom apartment. If that's not toxic femininity, I don't know what is. I don't know what is, and I don't actually have a personal story for this one. So cheating. Yes, I do got a personal story for that one, you know, but you know, that is toxic femininity right there. That is toxic femininity. Now I want to give you guys two stories that you guys can actually look up and look and, and find this shit out. I'm like what in the fuck? All right. Did anybody hear who Jody Arias is Jody Arias, Jody J O D I Arias, A R 
A-R-I-A-S. Who's Jody Arias? Well, the story of Jody Arias is a very interesting one because she is a woman that actually fell in love with a man everything was great but the bitch was fucking crazy okay shorty literally would break into his house to sleep in the same bed as he is that's he's in you know and he would be totally fine with that and she would do all the crazy shit that he would tell his friends yo you know shorty's a little you know cuckoo you know what i'm saying but it is what it is because the sex is fine and usually the sex with crazy women is always fine so you know men we we pretty much do it to ourselves you know what i'm saying we pretty much do it to ourselves but this is you know this is what this dude would say no nah, no nah, everything is cool this and this and this but he would be telling his friends this you know what i mean he'd be telling his friends this like yo you know show these a little crazy she would pop up to places that he would be at that he just told her maybe five months ago and she would just pop up out of nowhere as a surprise everybody else in the whole place would look at this like kind of fucking weird and he would just entertain it again because the sex was crazy right now this is where the shit goes a little off jody's boyfriend ends up dumping her oh no how tragic they end up breaking up because of something i completely forgot but they don't stop having sex oh my god oh my god they don't end up uh, they don't stop smashing until he gets into another relationship oh my god he gets into another relationship and in this relationship everything is fine and shorty you know she's living her life or whatever but still thinking about him and will call him up occasionally right they will talk here and there here and there at the end of the day she got a little jealous because he has a new girlfriend right whatever that passes and now and now he's single again and everything is cool and they're still seeing each other and smashing and doing their thing something happens to shorty to jody jody area something happens to her right snaps and she ends up killing her, her ex-boyfriend now this is where the shit gets a little twisted before she kills him they're hanging out everything is cool everything is nice He's taking a shower. She's taking photos of him in the shower. Multiple photos of them having sex. Da, 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 da. Everything's cool, right? And then Shorty fucking kills him. Shorty doesn't know, but her camera is going off without the flash. And the camera is literally recording her killing him, moving the body, and all of that. Right? Then she hides the camera in one, like a dickhead, forgets or hides the camera, whatever, in one of the laundry mats or whatever the case is. Weeks go by, they find the body, find the camera, trace it back to her. She's in jail and she's like, holy shit, I had to, check this out. She said a bunch of lies. 
a couple of people came in there and wanted to to kill him but let her live that's stupid then she changes her story that says actually she was defending herself because homie was trying to to beat her up you know he was an abuser he was abusing her the whole time which is bullshit because all his previous exes was like yo he never laid a hand on me you know what I'm saying? Now Shorty's in jail. I, I don't know how much time she got or whatever the case is, but now Shorty's in jail. And that's another example of toxic femininity. One more story. Who heard of the name Dalia DiPalito? Dalia D-A-L-I-A DiPalito, some I think Italian name. D-I-P-P-O-L-I-T-O. This is a woman that got married from a, a former, it's a former, I think, construction worker or whatever. She got married to this dude that he was actually getting his life together at, when he got out of prison, right? For, I think, financial fraud. He was getting his life together. He meets her. Everything is going great. They get married. After they get married, a couple of weird things start happening. A couple of weird things start happening. The police is stopping this dude left and right. The police is literally stopping him left and right either once a month or twice in one month. For a, a for the past year. He's like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Yo, what the fuck is going on? The reason why they stopping him because of a, apparently a stolen car, which is bullshit, it's his car. He's selling drugs, bullshit. He wasn't selling drugs and they did find some cocaine on him, but that shit was planted. And the thing is the police even said, wait, this doesn't, this doesn't even seem right. You don't have a history of selling drugs or using drugs. You have a history of fraud. So why the fuck, you know what I mean? And all of these calls are anonymous. Oh shit. He's getting anonymous phone. The, the police is getting anonymous phone calls. Holy fuck. Wow. Okay. And this is happening for a whole year. So he's like, what the fuck is going on? Obviously he's not going to jail, right? So the game gets ramped up. Ends up finding out that Dahlia is behind this whole thing. Dahlia finds out that the house that they're living in he was going to sell for, I think, half a million dollars. And, like a dumbass. And he put the trustee under her name. But the only way that she will get all the money is because she cannot sign off the, the house just under her name. She needed him to sign it off or something like that. So it's basically, she needed this motherfucker dead for her to get a half a million dollars to sell the house, right? And the we end up finding out that Dahlia was actually fucking the drug dealer. Told him about half a million dollar plan that she wants to pull. And she was the one calling the cops and putting drugs inside his car. Wow, who would have fucking thunk it, right? Then she says, fuck it, we gotta ramp this up, fuck this shit, we gotta, get, we gotta kill him. She goes to the same drug dealer guy that she's fucking, says yo can you hire a hitman or can you do it the dude says no what the fuck i'm not gonna kill nobody but i know i know somebody let's see what we can do the what this dude does is go to the police and says yo 
um, I'm fucking this dude's wife, okay? I'm trying to live by the bro code right now. <laughs> this is wrong, but she wants this dude dead. The police says, what? Ends up doing an operational sting. Find out that, yeah, she wanted to, to kill her husband, right? This shit gets on camera and all of that. To the point where they pretend that one of the undercover cops is a hitman. She pays for the money, right? And the undercover and the cops do this whole thing that they set up this fake police investigation thing in the house. And also they go to where she was at to let her know, yo, your husband is dead. And she start breaking down oh my God, and start, start crying. When she finds out that her husband is not dead and the cops tell her, yo, we, we got you on camera admitting that you want to kill your husband. Um, no. What are you talking about? Then the manipulating game starts coming in. Yeah, so um, when am I leaving? Well, officer, I need to leave. You're going to really leave me here? You know what I'm saying? And if you hear the phone calls, the phone calls that she's doing to this dude is manipulative. It's 100% manipulated. She's a master manipulator. You know what I'm saying? But this is another example of toxic femininity. Now, even this toxic femininity pops up in everyday situations within friends, within just, you know, uh, you know, just meeting one another or even in relationships. I want you guys to hear a woman out of her own mouth saying what she will do to a dude to put his low self-esteem down and basically fuck him up mentally. Check this out. If when you're in a relationship, what are the some of the techniques that you'll use to like nag the guy so we can look out for those as men? I don't know. Just lower his self-esteem, I guess. Calling him names or something. Because those are some of the things you've done with him in the past? Uh, yeah. I guess. What are some of the mean things that you've said to your boyfriend, even though he's doing his best? If they have like a dream or something, you know, like try to insult that to kind of like get them down, I guess. Just tell them like you're nobody, your rap career is not going to work out. What's the ultimate goal just to keep them in like a, a constant state of like uh, depression? Um, I guess kind of like make them doubt themselves about like who they are as a person and like their own personalities and stuff like that, I guess. Yeah. Okay, thanks. That's great. We'll, we'll watch out for that. Now tell me, is that not toxic femininity right there in display? Is that not toxic femininity being admitted by a woman? That's not toxic femininity because when, uh, if a man would have said that, oh, that's toxic masculinity all day. They, they would have made a new hashtag for the shit. The, the NFL would have had a new fucking color headband you know, protect all women, all of this other stuff. Everything would have been spoken about that. It would have been a new national holiday, protect all women day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, a woman does it. <laughs> oh, men are stupid. Come on now. That's a very, very, very clear example of toxic femininity. And for the fellas out there just listening, remember women be doing this shit. Just because you got a fly shorty with a big booty don't mean anything. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. 
right now now remember if you guys want to um follow me on instagram and twitter it's at the same name radical underscore latino underscore also remember if you want to support me monetarily go to my website radicallatino.com donate and all that don't got the money is totally cool because of covid that's fine um go to my youtube channel and all of my uh videos are monetized so you could definitely do that or you know um rate rate the podcast five stars you know what i'm saying also do not forget do not forget do not forget do not forget go donate to bird martinez's um go um go fund me do not forget that all right she needs our help that whole family needs our help and the things that happen to that family is extremely tragic and should have never happened to anybody else you know i don't wish that you know on anybody you know what i'm saying not even my worst enemy but anyway i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and as i'm gonna leave you out here today i'm gonna like i always leave you guys out here with i'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees with that being said i'll catch you guys later, right? Peace.